Nikola Jokic makes his triumphant return after his second ejection of the season. The Denver Nuggets are starting a three-game homestand that can really help them to get back to where they want to be, not just in the standing, but also with some vibes. Y'all, we got a lot to tap into today. Madness around the NBA. We're going to talk about the Nuggets homestand. Jokic making his return. What to expect. Y'all, lock in. This is going to be a great episode. We here. Let's get ready. You are locked on Nuggets. Your daily Denver Nuggets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Nuggets. This is your host, Swiper. So glad to be here with you today. This is your Denver Nuggets podcast, your team every day, y'all. And this has been a spectacular, spectacular, spectacular week. I know everybody got a lot of different things going on. Shout out to all y'all. Best believe Hurricane. We're going to tap into the Draymond Green suspension. Did not yet move to Denver. Y'all, I'm trying. There's a lot of stuff in the work behind the scenes. Yo, NBA content's opened up really well out here, so we'll see hopefully real soon have something real promising on board and get it just moved back out to Denver, y'all. But just staying here for a little bit. I'll be at the game tonight. I'll be at the next couple of home games as well. So make sure y'all locking in with the content, y'all. But look, Nikola Jokic is making this return, y'all. And it's funny to say that, right? He played every game this year but one, sat out in the second out of a back-to-back just to make sure he was resting up his back could even carry it all season. and But the thing is, is that Joker has now the public and the media that's on his side. And this is really aiding everything. Lil Petty, what's up? Shout out to you. Shout out to everybody in the comments section. Shout out to everybody watching the episode. This is one of the things where Joker has seemingly gotten, I think, the media and the public to come around on his side. And the reason I say that is because ever since that ejection, The conversation surrounding Joker, apart from Joker and Nuggets haters that don't want to see him win another MVP or see him be labeled the consensus best player in the world, all that stuff, there are people that realize that the Joker has been getting a bad whistle, getting one of the worst whistles, and the ejections even that he's gotten this year. Relative to what's happening around the NBA, which we're going to talk about in the second segment, I think all that stuff is going to kind of dissipate. I hope. I hope now that we're kind of past all this, that the NBA referees, that they can continue to recognize what they're seeing, call the foul calls, give him what he's owed. But I also think the other side of this, I think Joker's going to take it down a notch too. Because here's the thing. It doesn't help anybody when Joker, as reported, drops in him effort. It doesn't help nobody when Joker gets himself in situations that are precarious, even if he is justified in his anger, justified in feeling how he feels. Some of this is, you know what, dude, if that's how they're going to do it, the same way he did it in the playoffs, the same way he's done it throughout his career, you just got to bust him down. It's just that simple. Go be the best player on the court, which he is. But the thing is, man, is that Joker on the season is averaging 27.2, 12.69.4 on 60.5 true shooting. He had a 4 percent true shooting droppage between the two games that he basically was nothing from the field versus the Rockets and the Clippers versus the Rockets and the Clippers and then his uh rebounding rate has dropped uh basically from 13 all the way down to 12.6 now it's points per game if you take out the two games that he was suspended or not suspended but ejected Joker's averaging 29 points 
on the season. I asked Ryan Blackburn home the other day, if you take out the Bulls and Chicago, the Bulls game, and you take out the Detroit game, Joker's numbers on the year are 29.1 points per game, 13 rebounds, and 9.8 assists. But because of the suspensions, again, not necessarily his fault, especially not the first one. And I'm not saying it's his fault at all. Just talking about the way the events unfolded. Joker's having literally like an even better season than he is on paper. But because of that nonsense that the referees are kind of putting him through right now, that's kind of tanked his numbers. But what I will say, I do think the NBA is going to smarten up about this. Especially with the last one, man, I'm telling y'all, the 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 information that was coming out about that was so strong, such a staunch response to it, that I think that everything kind of has to turn on his head. Because Joker, the question is, how will he respond? I think he's going to respond magnificently. I think that tonight versus Brooklyn Nectar and Nick Claxton, they're going to try to five out the court at one point in time in the game, maybe in the fourth quarter. And I think this is the game where Joker can have another 20, 20 and 10 game. 30, 20, and 10 game like he did last year. This is the game for Joker to really let people know what time it is. That, yo, you know what? Like, I get it. You know, it's just cute and cool. Like, had two bad shooting games. Got two games. I got ejected in the second quarter versus teams that weren't even good, the Detroit Pistons and Chicago Bulls. But, you know, this is where we are. This is what has to happen. And especially given the fact that the Nuggets are really in prime position to take hold of at least their part of the Western Conference. So the Nuggets up to this point, again, they have played more away games than basically anybody in the NBA before last night. So before last night, the Nuggets had played 15 road games, which was the most in the NBA. They had played 25 total games, shout out to Ryan Blackburn, and they had the same amount of games tied with the Bulls and the Lakers for the most games played in the NBA, and Jamal Murray had only played 11 games. So you put 15 out of the 25 games they played have all been on the road. The Nuggets are 7-8 on the road. They're 9-1 and one at home. And on top of that, Jamal Murray has only played 11 games so far this year, and he didn't have good games in a handful of those. And then on top of that, the rest of the league that they've been playing has had rest advantages. They've had less games they've been playing, and some of them have been more intact as well. So this is not to excuse anything. I think Joker has had to carry a tremendous weight, and he's done better than almost anybody. Well, really, honestly, he's had he's had a better start to this year maybe than almost anybody in NBA history, given the fact that, again, 29, 13, and 10 through the first 25 games of the year. But I think a lot of this, man, I think that Joker is going to really make a statement uh, the next few nights because if you look at just the way the schedule is kind of locking out so far, and shout out to you. Hey, Steve, man, you know I appreciate y'all when y'all shout out. I uh, appreciate that love on the Lockdown NBA pod. Definitely go check that out if you didn't. I got a chance to talk about that, that the night that Draymond got thrown out, which you can really talk about in a little bit, because there's some kind of some madness happening around the league. I do think Joker is going to be well-situated the next couple of weeks. Shout out to you, Tony. What's up? What's up? What's going on? Because there's just something about coming back for a homestand when you've already won two games in a row. The Denver Nuggets, they just beat the Hawks. They beat the Bulls. They got the Nets, the Thunder, and the Mavericks all coming into ball arena. The Nets are going to have Nick Claxton in the middle. The Thunder, Chet Holmgren in the middle. They already beat them by 35. The Mavericks, Derek Lively. Both Derek Lively and Chet Holmgren, really good rookies. Great rookies. The Nuggets would love to have both of those players. Both are really good. But Nick Claxton, DPOY candidate, Chet, and uh, 
Derek Lively, hey, barbecue chicken. That's kind of how it has to be. And the Nuggets need to make barbecue chicken of the Nets defense, the Thunder defense, and the Mavericks defense. They're at home. You got a chance to really impress upon yourself that this is the way we play basketball, that we can play at the level that we know we can play at, that we can execute the level that we know we can execute at, that the team that they have, everything about it is kind of lining up for them right now. Currently, like I said, the Nuggets are sitting at 16 and nine. They're two and a half games out of first place. And, you know, like I said, we're going to tap into the schedule in a little bit more predominant way. But y'all, I'm trying to tell y'all, I'm trying to tell you, I think Joker's about to go on a run, man. And I think especially with how personal some of that stuff got, you know, and people were making fun of the interview we had after the game where he basically said, you know, I'm glad that this didn't happen in Serbia because it would have been handled a lot differently. Man, a lot of people were kind of like, oh, well, we're talking about like some mob boss type deal. I'm like, no, bro. If you've seen any Serbian basketball clips, you can literally go look out. Man, Milan, Milan knows. You can literally go to YouTube right now, type in Serbian basketball crowd, and then you can see people got flares in the stands, flags, they're singing. It's like a it's like a soccer game when you're watching Serbian basketball. And so that's the thing. That's what he would referencing is that everybody, everybody on the roster, everybody that's in Serbia, they just know this is what comes with it. And so I think similarly, Jokic knows that because he's played in it. And so when he's talking about this, it's like, yeah, if the ref would have had a petty throw out like that on Serbian heritage night. And something like that would have happened, then yeah, the crowd would have had something to say about it. And they probably would have reacted incredibly, incredibly, uh, incessantly angrily. That's just how it would have went. And so that's what he was referencing. Remember, everybody got really weird. And some people were like, you know, why is Joker able to talk like this? Whatever. I think Joker about to go on, on a run, man. I think the true shooting is going to pop up. Efficiency is going to pop up. I don't know if the three-point shot is going to be there. But he should have attempts to get to the line. He should be able to finish at a higher level. So I'm really, really excited. But, y'all, we're going to tap into the madness of the NBA and this Nuggets run uh, in segment two, y'all, because, y'all, I don't know if y'all been paying attention to the league, but there's a bunch of stuff happening with Giannis, with Draymond, just around the league as a whole, man. People have just seemingly, like, I don't know, something in the water. I don't know what exactly is going on, man, but people are really feeling the type of way right now. So we're going to tap into that and more in segment two. Now. I don't know about y'all, but y'all, I'm real excited for the NFL this weekend. There's a lot at stake for a lot of different teams. In the NBA, there's a lot at stake for teams that are trying to climb the rankings and separate themselves from the rest of the league. But right now, with FanDuel, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you have been thinking about joining FanDuel, I feel like, hey, I'm on it myself. I'm on it myself. Colorado, hey, you know. Everything Gucci out here, I love me some FanDuel. I try to put some parlays together. I missed the Nets. So yesterday versus the Nets and the Suns, I bet Kevin Durant over, and then I actually bet Kevin Durant over on assist as well. And I knew I should have took Devin Booker. But you know what? I missed I just did not think that Bill, Booker, and KD were going to lose their inaugural matchup together, but they did. But, y'all, if you've been thinking about using FanDuel, it's no better time. The app is so easy to use. There's spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get involved with the game. All right, y'all, we back with segment two of LockedOn Nuggets. And y'all, there is some madness happening around the NBA right now. Good goodness. 
stuff. Y'all been watching? I mean, we just saw Joker get ejected. Matter of fact, I'm a y'all might as well get comfortable. Get your popcorn. It's the morning over here in Colorado still. If you in California, get some coffee, get some, get a chai latte. If you in Serbia, you somewhere else, get comfortable. You know, it's a little bit later in the afternoon today. If you're grabbing lunch, grab a late lunch. Sit down, put your feet up because I got something to say about this because this is this is crazy. So we just saw Nikola Jokic get ejected from a game for MFing somebody like they ain't all grown men out on the court for the language. And if you look in the rule book, the stipulations that, yeah, uh, course language isn't enough to throw somebody out of the game for, let alone a technical. But if you're going to do it, tee him up once and move on. But he was like, nope, single technical, boom, get out of there. So I'm like, oh, okay. So he got ejected. Draymond Green, who is one of the best defensive players of all time, respect to his legacy and all that, just in since the start of last season, the Jordan Poole incident, he stepped on DeMontis Sabonis' chest in a playoff game. He then choked out Rudy Gobert and tried to justify something by saying he was protecting his teammates. And then this time, he literally winds up for no reason to sell a foul and clobbers Yusuf Nurkic in the side of his head with this part of his arm with basically with a closed fist. So yesterday, he got suspended indefinitely. Indefinitely. And then, yesterday, Giannis Antetokounmpo has the most points he's ever had in an NBA game. He had 64 points in the game. Has 34, 32 free throw attempts, I want to say. Something crazy. And he shot really good from the field. Really, really well from the field. But after the game, there's two game balls, apparently, that go out. And one of them went to the security or uh, the assistant coach for the Milwaukee Bucks. And another one went to the Pacers because the Pacers had a player that got, for the first time in their career, their first career point. But it wasn't – this player had scored in the in-season tournament before. In-season tournament. But they had never scored in a regular season game before. Uh, and if I could find his name, uh, the player's name, Oscar uh, Tashibwe. I think it's Tashibwe, if I said it correctly. Uh, he's from the United – he's in the United States from, from the Democratic Republic of Congo. And he scored his first point yesterday. The Pacers then gave him a version of the game ball. Don't know if it's the actual game ball or not. And then subsequently, because Giannis was so upset, was so upset that he didn't get the game ball, he's literally sprinted into the Pacers locker room down the hallway. I'm talking <laughs> and demanded that they gave him the game ball. Demanded it. Demanded they gave him the game ball. And then he comes back out, and uh, Lloyd Pierce, former head coach for the Atlanta Hawks, is literally in trying to calm him down next to, Ty to Tyree Tyler He's pointing fingers, go get the ball. Go get the ball. All this other stuff. And I'm getting, you know, Giannis is getting, he, he, one of the best players of all time. Like, you know, he's, he's a goat. He's a, He's going to be a, one of them players that's like, all right, is he a borderline goat? That's how good he is. Like, he's a great player. But, yo, ran into the opposing locker room through a whole fit. Apparently, they had a version of the ball. And I don't care what anybody says about it. He's a great player. But, yo, way, way too much. Way too much for a game ball. Again, even if it's a legacy thing, 64 points. And he also said in the press game, that he, the post-game conference that he did, he's never uh, – he didn't get the game six ball and all that other stuff. But I'm like, yo, but this is what I'm saying, Cosmic. It's a so that's what I said. 
I felt like this was a version of CSI yesterday. But this all ties back to the Nuggets because of this. So Joker gets ejected from a game for dropping an MFR. But then Draymond Green, who repeatedly has these fights with NBA referees that last minutes, 45 seconds of yelling and screaming and tirading. Giannis, then because he doesn't get a basketball, charges the Indiana Pacers locker room. And I don't think the NBA can do anything about it. So I'm over here like this. This is what I'm trying to understand. How, how is it? How is it that Jokic gets thrown out of a game or something like that? But yeah, on the other side of the, the United States, basically, you get Giannis running through a tunnel. And then that's like, oh, well, maybe, maybe not. It might be a fine. But like, what's going for detrimental to the league? Because this is what I'm saying. The way Jokic is referee doesn't make sense. Now, Giannis has had some analysis happen to him, too. He got ejected this year, but he shouldn't have got it. But my whole point is the inconsistency with how the NBA deals with all of this stuff, how the NBA deals with the on-court fighting or the on-court displays of, you know, arguing and all that stuff. And then the off-court stuff that happens within the basketball arena, and then it just didn't get legislated the same. So it doesn't make sense. Hopefully the NBA makes sure that from now on, they take care of their best player like they're supposed to, and they make sure he's not being thrown in the games for whatever. So anyway, that's, I'm done with that. That's it. No more mention of that for until it happens again. Hopefully it doesn't happen again. No more mention of that, though. So the Nuggets have the Nets, the Thunder, the Mavericks. The Nets are currently in the Eastern Conference, the AC. They're 13 and 10. Uh, they're four and a half games back to first. The Mavericks are tied with the Nuggets in terms of games back from first, but they have played, what is this, two less games than the Nuggets. Um, they're at 15 and 8, and then the Thunder are a half game ahead of the Nuggets. And they're 15 and 7, the Nuggets are 16 and 9. So here's the thing they've also played less games than the Nuggets, three less games. This is all this is all a part of the Nuggets making their ascension. You're playing two teams. The Nets team is it's an important game because it's at home. But you're playing versus the Mavericks and you're playing versus the Thunder with room to move up. You beat both of these teams, you basically get a game on both of them, and then you're solidified in that second spot. And if the who knows, the Timberwolves, the Timberwolves can have a real schedule coming up. They've been playing one of the easiest schedules in the league, home games, road. They played one back-to-back, I think, so far this year, if I remember correctly. So the Wolves are going to start facing a much harder portion of their schedule. I believe the Nuggets have already played six back-to-backs, I want to say this year, something around that number. But Right now, today, the Timberwolves are playing versus the Mavericks. They play the Pacers. They play the Heat. They play the 76ers. They play the Lakers, the Kings, the Thunder, and the Mavericks. That's a little bit – that's a tight schedule. Like, the worst team there is probably the Pacers. It's probably the Pacers. So they're going to have a really tough stretch coming up, whereas the Nuggets, they still have a really tough stretch because it's basketball, but the Nets, the Thunder, the Mavericks at home, and then the Mavericks, Nets, Hornets, Warriors, Grizzlies. So they're kind of opening things back up now. They're going to be on the road after this for three more games after the homestand, but then they come back to a four-game homestand in the, starting December 25th. So, again, last year, I, I put this on my Twitter, last year the Denver Nuggets started the year off 14-10. and 10. They then went 19-3, and 19-3, and 33-13, and 19-3 over the next 22 games. That took them over the top, that they became the – consensus, consensus, number one overall seed in the Western Conference. The Nuggets have a similar type profile in front of them, that if they take advantage of what's in front of them, 
Again, I want you all to hear this. This is why I'm saying this. Nets, Thunder, Mavericks. Thunder, Mavericks, really good. Then the Nets, the Hornets, the Warriors, the Grizzlies, the Thunder. And then starting January 1st, Charlotte, Warriors, Magic, Pistons, Jazz, Pelicans, Pacers. Some of those are good teams. But some of these are also teams, and honestly, all of these teams, the Nuggets will be favored against just because of the situation. Maybe not the Pelicans. because Well, the Pelicans at home. So they're going to have the Pelicans and Patriots at home. So I'm, they're going to have the Magic at home as well. So they're going to be favored in basically every game for here all the way until maybe the 76ers game on the 16th of January. That's in Philly. And then the Boston Celtics game on the 19th of January. That's in Boston. So you see what I'm what I'm what we're looking at is that they have good quality competition that mostly going to be playing at home. So I think this is where the Nuggets can stack. So while the NBA is kind of in disarray because of all this stuff, this is prime opportunity for the Denver Nuggets to stack up some wins. Y'all, so segment three, we're gonna talk about uh this Nuggets and Nets preview. The Nets are actually a sneakily good team from Kel Bridges. With the rest of that roster, man, they are just a very athletic team. Uh, they're a smart team. They're a well-coached team. Jack, uh, Jack Bond has them playing really good basketball, especially given the roster and all that stuff. So we're going to tap into the Nets Nuggets segment three, y'all. We'll be right back on Locked On Nuggets. So, y'all, you know, at, at one point in time or another, uh, we all need a little financial help. And, you know, whether it's because you're in between bills or because it's the beginning of the month. And again, the economy is crazy right now. It just is what it is. A lot of people don't have enough. There are families that don't have what they need. There are places that are able to help you make these transition periods between paychecks much easier than they could have been. This is why David's great. Dave can get you cash when you need a hand between paychecks to help you build credit by also setting extra cash advances on time. Dave is the banking app that's leveling the financial playing field. When you download Dave, you could get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. It's part of Dave's extra cash account. Advance the money you need with no interest and then settle up later. So download Dave today at dave.com slash locked on NBA. That's dave.com slash locked on NBA. You could get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. Download the Dave app now or go to dave.com slash locked on NBA. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Eligibility, criteria, and instant transfer fees apply. Banking services provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. So, y'all, we are back. Here on Locked On Nugget, this is your host, Swiper. So glad that you are with us today. Cannot wait, legitimately cannot wait for the Denver Nuggets to take the floor tonight. And shout out to everybody. Everybody that's the international community, the national community, we love all of y'all. Let's go. Let's go, Nuggets. Mate, hopefully it brings them a little bit of luck. For Macedonia, Serbia's neighboring country, y'all, Like I'm, I, this is one of the best parts about the NBA. We are all united together and enjoying the sport, and we get a chance to talk to each other almost every day and every day here at Locked On Nuggets. So I can't appreciate y'all enough. But y'all, Nuggets versus Nets. The Denver Nuggets, 16 and 9, two game win streak. The Nets, 13 and 10, one game win streak. The Nuggets, 6 and 4 in their last 10. The Nets, 7 and 3 in their last 10. Who will come away the victor? 
Well, guess what? The Denver Nuggets are at home. The Denver Nuggets are in a situation where Jamal Murray more than likely will be playing tonight after missing the second night of a back-to-back. The Denver Nuggets are in a situation where Nikola Jokic is coming off yet another ejection. Michael Porter Jr., who's been playing really well the last several games, had his worst game shooting in the last, I don't know, 10, 15 games. So we're in a situation right right now where the Nuggets are looking like they're in prime position to go on a run. And it starts tonight. So Michael Porter Jr. this last game, he was, he had 17 and 7. But then the game before that, he had three points. That's right. So two games ago, uh, Michael Porter Jr. was 1 of 11. He was 6 of 16 this last game. Uh, Porter on on the year is having a fairly good year. Shooting 48% from the field, or 48% from the field, 38 for three from three, 74 from the free throw line. But the last 12 or so games, he's been playing pretty well. So a lot of this is look, I think with Jamal Murray, Nico Jokic, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, KCP, Peyton Watson, Christian Brown, Reggie Jackson, John Jordan, Zeke Naji, Justin Holliday. This they should handle business tonight. This has nothing to do with the Nets being a bad team. They're a good team. They're playing really well, and they're playing above expectation given the fact that they just don't have a lot of the top-end talent that other teams in the Eastern Conference do, including Julian Strother, by the way. Let me add him into the rotation list. So right now, Mikel Bridges is averaging 23 points a game, 5.9 rebounds, 3.9 assists, 59.9% true shooting on the year. He is shooting... 48.6% from the field, 38% from three, and 87% from the line. So he's playing fairly well this season. Last five games, averaging 28 points a game, four rebounds, and four assists. And he's also shooting 53.5, 52% from three, and 89% from the line. So again, similar, similar to the last game, the Denver Nuggets just got done playing where they were facing a, a, a guard that was on a hot, hot streak in Kobe White. Mikel Bridges is playing very well right now. So this is going to be your Aaron Gordon matchup. This is going to be your KCP matchup. This is going to be your Michael Porter Jr. matchup. They really should take advantage of the fact that they just have a much bigger interior presence than the Nets do. Nick Claxton is a wonderful player. He really is. He's one of the best defensive players in the league. But again, at home especially, the Denver Nuggets should be able to have their way with this team. Claxton on the year, 12 points, nine rebounds, two blocks a game, 65% true shooting. He's playing really well. Uh, he's shooting 59% from the line. He made a three-pointer the other day. He made a three-pointer the other day, and I think that's his only three-point attempt of the season, maybe. I think it might be because he's shooting 100% from three, so I think that might have been it. So tonight – Score predictions, probably a higher scoring game. I'm going to say the Denver Nuggets win this game 115, 116 to 109. 116 to 109. So, also, this, I'm so glad that you said this. They just, we just talked about this. They just beat the Nets. They just beat the Nets. When all their big three was on the court yesterday. So they got a nice quality win versus a Western Conference team that we all think is going to be one of the top three or four teams in the West at the end of it, maybe top two, depending on how you feel about the Lakers. But with all this put together, man, they're going to be coming off a really good win. 
But back to back with travel included in there, the Denver Nuggets were on a a two game. Well, they had one day off. They had uh, one day off on a break. This should be a really good opportunity for them to really separate themselves and to just go out, man, and just have a dominant performance. Jamal Murray's playing really well. Also, the last several games, Jamal Murray, last three games so far this season. Let me see, Jamal Murray, since he really came back from that ankle injury, you know, he's averaging 24, 5, and 4, and 56, 50, 100% from the free throw line. So, with Jokic coming back, trying to set the tone for the rest of the roster, Jamal Murray, he's shooting his three ball well. He's seemingly getting his inside shot together a little bit more based off of where he was to start this year when he just was not finishing well at all, wasn't finishing well at the rim. The mid-range shot has seemingly been on. Been on. Its handles have been pretty tight. And again, you know, he rolled his ankle slightly versus the Atlanta Hawks when they would finish the game. A lot of this with Jamal is just like being able to finish the game clean right now because sometimes, for whatever reason, he's just getting rolled up on a little bit. And so it's just causing a little bit of tension. But again, Jamal Murray should be able to have his way tonight because, again, they just don't have the defensive personnel. They don't. They just don't have the defensive personnel to deal with what the Nuggets are going to be able to put forward. And tonight, Spencer Dinwiddie, maybe Cam Thomas starts. I know they've been talking about, like, some different stuff with him. So Spencer Dinwiddie, Cam Thomas, Mikael Bridges, Cameron Johnson, Nick Claxton. They're going to go five out at one point. And they're going to put Cam at the five. And they're going to put Dorian Finney-Smith in there. And they might keep Cam in or they can put Royce O'Neal in there. They're going to go five out at one point in time. So the Nuggets got to be ready for that. So when they're switching, they're probably going to switch, let Joker live with some of that, but they're also going to trap. So trap at the level with Joker, and they're going to rotate heavy on the backside. Now, last March when they played them in Denver, they did not handle that well at all. And also the Nets were able to score a really high level. That should be a little bit different today, given that they went through an entire playoff run kind of facing similar personnel types. And on top of that, uh, at home, they're just a better overall team than they were at this point last year. So we'll see. Uh, y'all, but it's going to be a great game. Let me know in the comment section your prediction for the Denver Nuggets tonight. Uh, y'all, make sure you're liking, sharing, and subscribing. We will be back tomorrow, Matt and I, to talk about this game and also to talk about the weekend slate coming up for the Denver Nuggets as well. Y'all, y'all, appreciate y'all. Shout out all across the world, Denver Nuggets fans, NBA fans, all abroad. I will see y'all on the other side.